Section B. The Simplicity of God From this basic definition of God, we can logically deduce the attributes of God. Attributes are predicates one can apply to a subject as belonging to its essence. And the first attribute we can apply to God, as a consequence of his being being itself, is absolute simplicity, i.e. that he has no composition of parts at all. This is because esse itself implies perfect simplicity. It implies nothing else. See chapter 7, section D, and chapter 14, section C. To be a horse, for example, implies composition. But to be does not. And that is precisely what God is. To be itself. Now, if God is absolutely simple, the following points follow again logically. 1. God is not a body. He is not corporeal. There are no quantitative parts in him. This would imply potentiality in God, since parts are related to the whole as potency to act. But God is pure act of being. Materiality in relation to pure potentiality or to nothing is a perfection. But it cannot be attributed to God since it implies imperfection in itself and as we said in chapter 21, section H, only perfections without imperfection in their essence, such as spirituality or intelligence, can be applied to God, albeit to an infinite degree. Therefore, corporeal representations of God can only be aids for our sensibility-bound intelligence, condescensions on the part of God to raise our mind towards the spirit. 2. Since God is spirit, there is in him no composition of matter and form, because matter is passive potency, and God is pure act. What is composed of matter and form is good because of the form, not because of the matter. Since form is what determines or perfects the matter, and good is the perfection of being, see chapter 19, section E, a thing is good on account of its form, not account of its matter, although the matter actualized by the form is also good, but only by participation. In God, nothing limits his being. 3. God is a substance without accidents. The substance of God is identical with his essence, although it is not customary to call God a substance for various historical reasons. There is nothing accidental in God, because a substance is related to its accidents as potency to act. See chapter 13. This means that the divinity of God is identical with God himself, while in a man, for example, his humanity is not identical with himself. There is composition and participation in God, there is neither a matter limiting the form nor a substance being perfected by accidents. 4. In God, there is no composition of essence and the act of being. Since he is esse itself, no essence limits him. His essence is esse. Esse and essence are identical in him. Otherwise, he would be by participation like all of us creatures and he would be caused by something else. What would happen if the divinity were distinct from the act of being God? 
that then the act would have been received by the essence, and so God would be caused by something else. That is the case of creatures, wherein there is a real distinction between our essence and the act of being what we are. See chapter 16, section A. But in God, the act of being God is the same as the essence of God. He is not by participation, but by essence. 5. Because of 3 and 4, in God there is no real distinction between the suppositum, see chapter 16d, and the nature, while in man there is. We say that man is a rational suppositum, or a suppositum of a rational nature. That nature in man is really distinct from the suppositum as such. Why? Because the suppositum is the actual being that is and exists. While the nature, we say that the suppositum subsists in the nature, is what makes the suppositum the way it is. Not what makes it to be, but makes it to be what it is, a person. It is similar to the real distinction between essence and the act of being, which does not apply to God either. The divine essence is then identical with the individuality of God. 6. God is, therefore, the supreme unity because of the perfect identity of essence and esse. See chapter 19, section C. 7. Divine simplicity is not a simplicity of emptiness, but of infinite richness, fullness of reality possessed in perfect unity. The simplicity of ignorance, for example, is the simplicity of emptiness, while the simplicity of wisdom is the simplicity of fullness. Wisdom does not consist in knowing many things, but in having a unified knowledge of reality. Non multa sed multum.